0: While we remain standing, open your King James Bible, please, to the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke in the New Testament, Luke chapter number eight, Luke chapter number eight. I'm glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you for being here. Um, Justin, um, your, your wife would probably be okay by herself, wouldn't she? Oh, you're already sitting with somebody? Give me, uh, there you go. You, you'll work. Come around here. I'll show you where I want you to. We got a guest, and I really like this guy. Can you sit next to him share your Bible? There you go. Hey, everybody. Everybody sitting beside somebody with a Bible? Everybody got it? Wonderful thing. You sitting by yourself? But he does have Bible. I'm very happy about that. There you go, Jeremiah. Good to have you. Luke chapter number 8, please. Luke chapter number 8. We'll begin reading in verse number 26. I will read out loud. You read along with me silently, but we'll read this together. Luke chapter number 8, starting in verse number 26. Now, I'm trying to break in a new Bible, so you be patient with me. Verse number 26, large print. You knew it would come to that, didn't you? Yes. All right. Chapter number 8, verse number 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils a long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, uh, fell down before him and said and with a loud voice said what have i to do with thee jesus thou son of god most high i beseech thee torment me not for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man for oft times it the unclean spirit uh, had caught him and he was kept bound in chains and fetters and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness and Jesus asked him saying what is thy name and he said legion because many devils have entered into him and they besought him that now these are the devils bese- beseeching Jesus would not command them to go out into the deep and there was and there was there and herd of many swine feeding on the mountain and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them and he suffered them Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place unto the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went in and told in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was done. And came Jesus and found the man. Came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were cast. I'm sorry, were departed. Sitting at his sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they also which saw it told them by what means he that possessed the devils was healed. And the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart. Now it's all the people of the town, asking Jesus to leave. For they were taken with great fear, and he went into the ship. And returned back thither. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him. Now this is the man talking to Jesus, that he might be with him. And Jesus sent him away, saying, "Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done for thee." And he went his way and published throughout the whole the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Our text verse would be verse number thirty two. Verse 32, let's read that again, please. I'll read it out loud. You read along with me. And there were a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them, and he suffered them. Father, thank you for the Bible. Every man has an opinion, I suppose. Every woman has an opinion. We all, by what we have been taught or learned, may have our own ideas about what is right and wrong. So I thank you now that there is a word of God that we can go to. If we really want to know the truth, we can go there. We do not have to make things up or assume. Help us please just to read the Bible, not to read into it, but read it and let it talk to us. Father, thank you for these good folks that are here this morning. Please bless over in our Spanish ministry also and those that are out back in our beginner and junior churches out there and in our nurseries. And then those that are watching live stream, may it be a blessing to them also. Dear God, I would rather they were here. I think they would rather they were here. But since they're not, please help them also. Thank you for the folks that are here. Bless your word, not for my sake but for theirs and for the cause of Christ. We love you and ask for your help this morning. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. This is a very sad story. It's a very, very sad story. And you say, yeah, but it turns out pretty good, but it's a sad story. Listen very carefully. Jesus went to the country of the Gadarenes uh, across the sea, And when he went over there, the Bible said there was this man that ran to him and met him. Now, I don't know how soon this was. I don't know what happened. And I don't know how long this man was in this condition. But the Bible said he was full of devils, demons. And so this man came to Jesus. And don't you find that odd to begin with? Someone living that way run to Jesus. And then the next thing they said was, please don't torment us. Don't do that. Okay, you should have stayed away from him but they didn't. They ran to him. So we're reading this story here. and We come to find out that he went to Jesus and he cried out and wanted to know, what do we have to do? Are you here to torment us before our time? They knew who Jesus was and they knew one day they would be tormented. I'm assuming they're talking about hell one day. And uh, so this is the conversation that's going on. All of this is going through a man. Jesus is talking to a man. Demons are talking through him to Jesus Christ. By the way, Jesus, uh, demons know exactly who Jesus is. And they don't just talk to him any way they want to. Lots of respect and fear, even when demons, it's not like human beings. Isn't that weird? Uh And so we find out here, now watch this very carefully. In verse number 28, when when he saw Jesus, he cried, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high? Watch what they say. I beseech thee, torment me not. No, Jesus is going to torment you. Isn't this what a lot of people think today? Boy, if I get saved start going to church, it'd be nothing but misery. Man, I'll give up all of my fun. I won't be able to do anything. It's almost like Jesus is the tormentor, and that's not true. Jesus is not the enslaver. Jesus is the savior. You understand? And so what I want you to notice also, look at verse number 29. For he, talking about Jesus, had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oft times it caught him, the unclean spirit says in him, and he was kept bound in chains and in fetters. And he break the bands and was driven of the devil. See, it's the devil driving things. It's the devil driving people into sin. It's the devil keeping people away from God. It's the devil that's destroying your life. It's not God. It's not religion. It's not churches. It's not people trying to do what's right. It is the devil. No doubt about it at all. That's what's causing your problem this morning. In the garden when there were innocents before the sin, they walk with God in the cool of the evening. Everything was perfect. Everything was going well. You know what's causing all your problems? We have made wrong choices about Jesus Christ and therefore we're doing the same thing and actually how many times have I heard mothers that have lost children people who have been divorced people in churches where they're splits blaming God for the problem right. God is not the problem the devil is the problem and the same thing in this man's life but it's so easy to look at what we're at right here and then blame God why didn't God change the world well God didn't cause this problem we did that right. we, we like to sow but we don't like to reap we like to cause a problem but we don't want to solve the problem and on this case, we cannot solve this problem. We need Jesus' help. And so here's what's happened here. And Jesus looked at him and said, it's not that Jesus didn't know. He wants this demons to talk to him. He said, what's your name? You've watched the movies, right? Legion, right? You've watched them all. Got it all down. You know all about this, right? His name was Legion. He said, because we're many, there's a lot of us here. Do you know in some people that are lost, I know, I know this sounds as weird in our knowledgeable society as it can be. Let me turn this on in case I want to go traveling. In our knowledgeable society, we, demon possession, devil, we don't think that way anymore. Even in Baptist churches, we go, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, this is for the kids, right? No, this is for you. Yes. This is a grown man. This is a grown man who is possessed by many, many demons. You understand that? And Jesus comes face to face with him and the demons right off the bat said, we know who you are. We know who you are. You're sitting here this morning and I'm preaching to you about Jesus. And you act like you don't know who he is or that you have to respect him. Now, I told you to get ready for this morning, didn't I? This is all introduction. We'll get to preaching here in just a second. Now, listen very carefully here. So, what happens to this man is, he said, because there are many devils have entered, many devils has entered into him. He didn't ask for them, but they were there. Now they're speaking, they're using him, they're destroying his life. They're causing him, forcing him almost to the point of self-destruction. Let's call it uh, suicide. By the way, that's what suicide is, self-destruction. Self-destruction is a person who, why go on? I have no, and you actually think it's you, don't you? You think somebody has told you you're the problem. No, you're not the problem. There are things in this world that we, even as Baptists and Bible believers, no longer tend to believe anymore. You know why? Because psychologists and doctors and pharmaceutical companies have said, here's your problem, take one of these. And we just, okay, got it. You left out God. You left out the power that can change your life. And we've got to get back to this once again. Look, just because, well, back in the days of Jesus, the Bible has not changed. The Bible has not changed. You know, in our world right now, there are people all over the world that believe in demon possession, except many preachers and many Christians. We don't believe it anymore. We blame everything. I'll I'll talk to you about this here in just a second here. Listen to me very carefully here. Now, down in verse number 32, this man is talking to Jesus, and Jesus is casting them out, and they said this, please don't cast us into the deep. Now, I'm not sure what the water has to do about all this, but they said, don't send us there. And they asked him, on the hillside, on that mountain, there is a herd of sheep. Now, we have one man filled with demons. He said, there's a herd of sheep over uh, sheep. There's a herd of, of swine over here. Let us, please, please, let us go there. Don't cast us into the deep. There was a lake nearby. And they said, don't do that. And he said, okay, go ahead. Now, they leave the man because Jesus told them to. The reason they did, because the man ran to Jesus. The man fell down before Jesus and said, please. Help me. Then the demons begin to talk. We're still in control here. We'll tell you what to do until they realize it was Jesus, and they go, oh, okay. We okay. We know who you are. They, they, don't don't cast in the deep." Now, you listen to me. If you're here this morning and not saved, you need to listen very very carefully to what I'm saying. They went over into this herd of pigs. It's a herd of pigs. That's what swine are. They're pigs. He said, "No, they're bigger pigs. They're still pigs. Now, they're smaller and fatter pigs. They're still pigs." They're wild boar. They're still pigs. Doesn't make any difference what they are. They're pigs. So they go over into here. Now watch. This one man, can you imagine that One man had a legion of demons in him. Listen to me very carefully. Had a legion of demons in him. And he tried to commit, they tried to drive him to commit suicide. He lived in places where dead people were buried. Uh, they tried to chain him up and, and, and tie him down. It wouldn't work. He'd break loose and go do what he wanted to do. Sounds like the streets of Columbus, doesn't it? And they would they do all these things. Now watch this. One man had all of this inside of him. When God told him to get out of him and they begged him, please don't put us in the water. Don't do, I don't know why. They just say that. And then he said, let us go into this herd of swine. And she said, okay, I'll permit that. Now you read the story. One man, can you imagine they went into a herd of swine and they ran violently off the cliff and down into the water? They killed themselves. The pigs did. They couldn't take it anymore. They were just barely inside. This man, who knows how long he'd been this way. Now I want to talk to you about this man. So by the way, he, he got saved. This man that was demon possessed got saved. He done went and got saved. Now, you know something. Jesus is just like that, isn't he? Jesus is awful good to us. I want to talk to you. If you're here this morning and you're lost, you need to listen. If you never listen again. Now, if you're a church goer, that doesn't mean you're saved. If you carry a Bible, that doesn't mean you're saved. You got baptized, that doesn't necessarily mean you got saved. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you have not from your heart, given him your life and trusted him to forgive your sins and become your own begotten savior. If you have not done that, you are lost and on your way to hell. Right. Listen, be careful. A lost person, the devil is using you. You say, I'm in church. The devil is using you. I'll explain this in just a moment. This poor soul in our story is being used by the devil. It's kind of obvious though, isn't it? Right. It even says so, but we look at people. Sometimes we don't look at other people this way. It, You see, uh, uh, hold on there. The townspeople did not see this. You know what they saw? They simply saw, uh, they didn't see a man being used to the devil. They didn't go like, there's that guy being used to the devil. That's not what they said. That's not what they thought. You know what they thought? Look, there's that mentally disturbed guy again. There's that mentally disturbed guy again. Yeah, look at him. Oh, that guy, he's just crazy. That's what he's doing. This guy's got some real mental problems, and they just thought he had a disorder, thought he was a little crazy. Just stay away from him. And a lot of people just believe that's what's going on in our world. Just people off their rocker. That's why they act that way. Now, you listen to me carefully. That's what the townspeople thought. The man himself, he did not realize it. He did, like a lot of people, Well, that's just the way it goes in my life, at least for me it does. It's just the way it's turned out for me. Most people aren't this way, but I guess I've had some bad luck in life, and that's just the way that it is. Uh, My life has turned out that way, and okay, it may not be that way for you, but it's that way for me, and nobody's talking about the devil. Nobody's talking about demons. Nobody's talking about real help. We're all just talking about medicines, and and we have some problems. This man had some problems, just to be careful. No one in this town gave this poor man any hope. nobody They all knew, but nobody gave this man any hope. Now, they tried to, okay, he's really disturbing people. Call the law. Have him locked up. They tried that. They tried it. The Bible said they put him in fetters and chains, and he broke loose and headed straight back to where he used to go all the time. And where he used to go all the time happened to be where dead people hang out. And so he found himself there all the time. And the Bible said that he was there a long time. time. What is a long time? Don't know, do we? But he was there for a long time. Then the lost person, person, if that's you this morning, you may actually think you're in control, don't you? You think you're actually making decisions and you just have some bad luck. That's what you're thinking, right? Well, if this would have happened and that would have happened, then this would have been my outcome. So you actually think you're in control. You actually think you're the one calling the shots. You think that before long, you'll catch a break and things will turn out a lot better, don't you? Do you have any idea why you were led here this morning? Do you have any idea why God gave you the ability to show up here this morning just so you could have a better mental picture of yourself, so you have a better attitude about things. You listen to me, listen to me well. You are not in control of your life. The devil is. I, whether you believe that or not, I'm telling you what the Bible has to say. This man right here, nobody in town realized what was going on. They could care. tie that guy up, get him out. Somebody put that man in jail. Boy, he needs to be on drugs. There's something wrong with that fella right there. Get rid of him. Look at him running around naked, sleeping where dead people are at. All right, who does that? That guy's not right in his mind. And We just write things off but the bible says in second corinthians chapter 4 verse number 4 the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not lest the glorious light of the gospel should shine unto them who is the image of god should shine unto them you know what's happening you think you're in control but your mind you're blinded you don't even see. You keep defending all the things and the wrong things and the wrong thinking and the wrong behavior in your life and the devil just keeps clapping for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, it's all about you're in charge. Yeah, you take care of yourself. This man right here did not fully understand what was going on. He's being controlled. You think you're running your life, don't you? You really think that it's up to you how this whole thing turns out. I'm going to tell you something right now. Without Jesus Christ, you're not in control of anything. You're not in control of the way you act. You think it, when you have real good days, you think, here we go. See, Things are working out. You think it's going to stay that way. In this world, you actually think it's going to stay that way. In Romans chapter number 6, verse number 16. Know you not to whom you yield your members, to him you are the servants of? To whom you yield your members, to him you are the servants of. And the Bible teaches me that without Christ, without the spirit of God, you're none of it. I was to a lady yesterday out, soul winning. And she said, uh, I was saved, but I think it was like 10 or 15 years later, I got the spirit. He said, what would you tell her? I just said, huh, how about that? And just went on. Uh, you don't stand at the door and argue Bible with people. And so what happens here, the Bible said his servants you are to whom you obey. The reason you do what you're doing. Is because you're trying to be in control, and you're not any more than this dear man is right here. Without Christ in your life, you are a vessel to be used at Satan's discretion. He may not be fully showing himself today, but this is what happens when something goes wrong you don't like, and you blow your stack. Just just the other day, somebody road rage. I mean, it's just crazy what people are doing anymore. Yeah. Just ready to snap anytime. What do you think all that is? Right. People are bad. They need to be chained up. I oh, mean, like this guy here. Oh, they got a bad attitude. You mean like this guy here? Why are people so short-tempered? I never even met the person. The light's been green for four hours. Beep. And they want to give you sign language. And you think to yourself, what is your problem? Okay, then you get an attitude, right? And we all think we're kind of in control of this. We're not. The Bible said the devil is the prince and power of the air. The whole atmosphere, the, 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 the way things are being run is because he's running things. And you think that you're going to withstand what he wants to. You're not. You're not in control of these things. The devil's success. You want me to tell you some success stories of the devil? Yeah, I'm going to tell you some success stories. tell you some success stories. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 real quick if you do that. A preacher of righteousness that does not preach the truth is the devil's success story. Watch what it says, Second Corinthians chapter 11. There are preachers and pulpits this morning that are nicer than I am, which wouldn't probably take much, but they're nicer than I am. And they're called real nice guys, real upright kind of people, and yet they're not preaching truth. How many people have even told me, preacher, I, you know, I know you preach the truth, but yeah, the whole attitude thing, you know, the yelling and the screaming and, oh, I just can't take it anymore. So you'd rather go to hear somebody that's not really teaching you or preaching you the truth because he's a nice person. Watch what the Bible has to say. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 14, and no marvel, don't be surprised, for the Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Do you know how he, why he can do that? That's what he used to be. He was Lucifer at one time. So it's no big deal for him to act like that again. But watch what it says. Therefore, it is no great thing that his ministers be transformed into ministers of evil, wicked, care. no, righteousness. Yeah. Right. This, this, this is the devil's success story. Right. Nobody's catching on to this. Nobody's, we, we judge churches by how the preacher yells and screams about sin and makes us feel comfortable. My job is not to make you feel comfortable. If you're not living right, you should be irritated. Amen. You should look at yourself and say, man, I didn't realize that. God wants me to get it right. This is what Jesus did when he showed up. He didn't pat the guy on his head said, poor fella, not his fault. I love you anyway. He looked at him and said, those things need to get out of you so you can begin the kind of life I want you to live. And that's what Jesus did. The devil's success stories are those who work miracles, but they're workers of iniquity. Those who work miracles... But our work, listen to me, I know you watch all the healing shows. Ooh, I was watching the other day, I'm just telling you, God moved me. That wasn't God. Turn, if you would, please, to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter number 7. I prefer using the Bible so that's his opinion. It's not my opinion. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, what's the wording here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23? Are you there? Matthew 7, verse 22. And many, now this is is the judgment day, and he says this. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? That's a good thing, right? Watch this. In thy name. well, wow, that's good. In thy name have cast out devils. Well, that's good, right? You think I'm setting you up. That's why you, I don't know. Watch what he says. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Notice how they keep saying, in thy name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, right? I'm not mocking Jesus at all. And then, watch what he says. And then, next verse. And then will I profess to them, I never knew you, hold it, we're not done, depart from me. Did you read the rest of it? Do you see how Jesus said what their works really amounted to? Did you see that? Did you see that? Ye workers of iniquity. Ye that work iniquity. That's sin. Wait a minute. Wonderful works in your name. Demons cast out in your name. We did great things in your name. Jesus, I don't even know who you are. We think today, because somebody says, Jesus, 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 that means they're Christians, that everything's right. Folks, God gave you a Bible so that you can pass right judgment on people. And if it's not according to God's word, it's fake as all get out. It's as queer as a $3 bill. You're not supposed to be cashing that in. It's not good for you at all. But yet we fall because we don't know our Bible. And yet today, we do not believe in demon possession. We believe everybody's just having bad luck. People that have psychological problems, it, it, the devil, we don't even bring that bring that up to your psychologist next time. You think I'm demon possessed? He said, you need more pills, what you need. They, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to help you. Right. This man comes running to Jesus, and he's got a boatload full of problems. And Jesus knew exactly what to do. Amen. The devil's success story. The one in the Baptist church acting like the sheep, but inwardly as a wolf, just waiting their time to destroy the flock. Paul had a great fear of this when he left. Paul was all beat up, bruised, scarred, little fella. Some people believe maybe 5'2", maybe 5'3", not very big, very educated, but man, he had been through it. And when he spoke, people were afraid. Paul even said one time, there's a guy by the name of Diotrephes who loved to have the preeminence in the church. I will run things here, and when Paul gets here, I'll talk with him. Paul said, look, when I get there, I'll straighten him out. So Diotrephes said, oh, we don't want you here, and we don't want anybody that likes you here. So they're running everybody up, and Paul said, I'm showing up. And when I do, I'm going to straighten this guy out. You have to understand something here. Our picture of what preachers should and shouldn't be today is probably so far from Bible, it's not even funny anymore. When I first got saved, I'd never heard what hard preaching, what is hard? Somebody tell me, what is hard preaching? You mean preaching that you're not living to? You mean it's hard to swallow because you need to swallow it and you don't want to swallow it, and that's what makes it hard. Now a preacher you're stepping on my toes. I don't know, we're still toed shoes. I don't want to tell you. How come preaching truth in the Bible, that's the way you preach. Truth, no matter how it comes out, it has got to be truth. Okay, watch it. Uh, some people are demon-possessed and you need to get right with God. Does that help? It's the same thing I just got through saying, but I was screaming and yelling about it. You know, the day I got saved, there was a guy there, and man, oh man, it's the first time, I'd never been to a Baptist church in my life. So for those of you that came from Catholic church, Mormon churches, whatever you do, uh, all that fake stuff, you come from that, oh, did that hurt you? feelings? You come from all this fake stuff and you come here and you're thinking, what is his problem? What's he so mad about? I'm mad about sin. I'm mad about preachers that don't preach the truth. I'm mad about people saying they have a Bible. It's not a King James Bible. I am so fed up with people, Christians saying, well, if you were nicer, I would do it. Nice has nothing to do with it necessarily. Truth, truth, truth is what makes the difference. You see what can't be nice and do the truth? Some can, I can't. Okay, you said, why do you do that? Well, I don't know, it's the way I was broken, I guess. See, there's a little country church out on Hayden Run Road. Now it's in the city, but it used to be in the country. I was there on a Thursday night, and a brand new Christian, you said, well, see, he didn't know what he was doing. No, they all preached like, it. hey, brother, I, I'll tell you right now, I, what God wants you to do I, is trust in the Lord. And if you got sin in your life, you've got to get right with God. Can I have an amen? And I thought, wow, I never heard preaching in my life. Never. We didn't go to church. And this young man got up. He was probably in his late 20s, early 30s. And he's yelling and screaming about everything. He's making up some stuff. And I thought, man, he knows everything I've been doing. Jesus knew everything he'd been doing. Jesus knows everything you've been doing. That's not bad. Quit trying to hide it. He knows everything you've been doing. He wants you to know there's no sense hiding it. You understand? You understand? So I'm sitting there that night and I keep thinking to myself, who let this guy loose? What's he yelling and screaming about? Well, can I ask you, thank you very much. Can I ask you something? If your family was in a fire in a house, would you say something like this? Honey, house is on fire. You and the children really should exit, I'm not trying to upset anybody. That's not what you do. Get out, honey, wake up, get out of the house, please. And she's going to go like, yes, you got a bad attitude. then why do you act that way during preaching? You should be amen. you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you're waiting for what? The crowd to agree with me? It really doesn't matter whether the crowd agrees or not, and that's the problem with our religious churches today. We're waiting to see, okay, is everybody in agreement? Is the wind blowing just right? Okay, I'm for it too. And if it's not, we just cross our arms and stare at the preacher and look at our watch like, you going to be done? I'll tell you when I'll be done, just as soon as I'm done. That's deep, in it? And then you grit your teeth like, oh, here it he goes again. I feel so bad for this man. But you see, there are a lot of the devil's successes out there. The ones who fit in and looks and acts like others, but they never bear any fruit. The Bible said the enemy did that. The tares among the wheat. They went back, the laborers that belonged to, to, the, to Jesus, and said, Who did this? Did we, did we have bad seed? No, God seeds good seed. Good seed. Good seed. Look at me. Good seed. This does not produce bad stuff. That's right. But the enemy does. And he said, An enemy came in at night and sowed tares among the wheat. Now, it's an amazing thing about tares and wheat. And I'm not a farmer, so don't hold this against me. They, they don't grow much wheat in the city. So, what? Seriously, they don't. I didn't know if you knew that either. I understand that tares and wheat look almost identical when they're starting to grow. Do you know when you can tell the difference? Wheat bears fruit, seed of itself. Tares don't, it's a weed. It doesn't bear anything. You say, well, why why would they sow that? We didn't. There are plants in every church that's preaching the Bible. They're being used of the devil. And what will happen is when they're finally pointed out, by the word of God, by the word of God, they get real irritable. Yeah. They grit their teeth and they stare or they'll look around and yeah. they get real antsy about truth. Yeah. Let me get it straight. You, you're upset because of truth. Yeah, you hear people cuss on the job. Did you stand up and tell them stop? No, you didn't do that. Oh. Somebody, you went to a church and they're all speaking in fake tongues and fake healing. and you not say anything about that. You just walked, right? But now you're in a church that's actually showing you the Bible and telling you the way things really are. And you're trying to pass judgment. And you'll tell people you shouldn't judge. You're judging me right now. Yes, you are. And some of you are members of our church. So you after some? Yep. See, the devil's success is that nice family in a nice neighborhood who works good jobs, loves their children, attends church, but tells other people, you need to live right to go to heaven. You tell everybody you have a King James Bible, but other than that, you use something else. Most people think the devil's success stories are those out in society, the outcasts, those steeped in filth and sin. No, those are failures. They don't deceive anybody. The guy under the... The people on the corner that make themselves up to look like bums, maybe some of them are, most of them just act that way because free tax, free money. All you got to do is stare at a woman for a while. Put up a sign. Nobody can read it anyway. You're taking pencil, writing on cardboard. It doesn't show up. The devil's success stories or his failures. It's the violent gang member is the devil's failure. You're not faking anybody out. You say, I don't care. That's my point. You're not deceiving anybody. Just other people like you. You're not helping anybody. It's the, the, the devil's uh, uh, failures is the drug addict. It's the person, I don't care if it's pharmaceuticals, I don't care if it's illegal drugs. You think because it's legal, it makes it all right. You say, I can't sleep at night. Try praying. Try get right with God. Read the book of Chronicles. Put the king to sleep, put you to sleep. Bible said one night the king couldn't sleep. He said, bring me the book of the Chronicles. Read them to me. He just starting to doze off and he heard something that wasn't right and woke him back up again. You see, the devil has failures, and the the failure is the whoremonger is the devil's failure. As are men that run around just sleeping and doing whatever they want to with whoever you want to. There's nothing to brag about there, buddy. There's hell's waiting for you. It's just waiting to burn you good. Now, you listen to me carefully. That's not what I want. That's not what God wants. Are you ready? I told you, put on your seatbelt this old-fashioned preaching. Homosexualities, lesbians, sodomites, queers, call them whatever you want to. It's against the Bible. I don't care how you feel in your heart. I don't care what your mama said to you. There's a man and a woman and everything after its own time is what God said. You're not mixed up in your head. You're going to the wrong school and they're telling you things that are not Bible, and that's your problem. Don't look at me like I said something wrong. You've been taught something that's wrong. That's the problem. A homosexual is an abomination. By the way, the word homosexual is not even in the Bible, Sodomite is. Sodomite's in the Bible. I said Sodomite's in the Bible, it's still in the Bible. I don't care what book you get. If it doesn't say it's an abomination, you got a bad Bible. Yeah, uh, yeah. The drunkard does not have a problem. He's sinful. Right, right. No. My dad did not have a disease. He did not have a mental. Well, he did, but he's a drunkard. He says, that's awful. Heart. That's what the Bible, the, God himself used that word, yes, drunkard. You know why? Look at me. Look at me. Hey, look at me. Pay attention. Look at me. God wants sin to look so bad. The Bible says, "Exceeding sinful, exceeding sin, exceeding." Not like, well, you know, they have problems. They have problems. They Have sin in their life. They're not drinking a little bit and have a have a social disease. They're drunkards. And the sooner we start, okay, uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, go build your own church now. The rebellious, out of control, don't care. You're being used. You're being used. You don't even realize it. Townspeople don't realize it. Most preachers don't. Well, son, you just keep doing right. God will help you eventually. God bless you. Go in peace. The only thing he's worried about is his reputation. Well, I am too. But I'm more concerned about you getting right with God and God blessing your life. Just like this right here. The whole townspeople said, what did he do? He ruined our business. You'd be good if preachers, again, would ruin the bar business and ruin the drug business and ruin the whore business and ruin the drug trade. It'd be really good if preachers started preaching from the pulpits again what is really sin and quit just trying to get along with everybody. We want to be like so much we're not preaching the Bible anymore. Well, you know, we need more people. We need people that want to love on God. And you're not going to do that until you get saved. You see these people, they're being pushed and ruined by the devil. It's like this fellow right here. I feel bad for this guy. I really do. I mean, you stop and think about it. The more you read about it, it sounds like the devil was using him, and God was the one that's mistreating him, and, and he, he's just misunderstood, and the townspeople didn't understand, and he didn't understand. seems to me like the only person I understood was God. Yes. God no more got there and said, I know what's going on here. Demon possession." You don't think a demon can be found in church? Are you crazy? You see, what happens is the devil is driving people to insanity to commit suicide. That's what happened to this guy. Read the story. I'm not making this up. Getting to the point of there's no sense trying, I can't go on, I don't understand. So you go to the professionals, right? You don't listen to the preacher, you don't even come and ask me. You go to the professionals who got all their education from the ungodly world. And you say, well, they got all these degrees. What's that got to do with anything? Well, he's bound to know what he's doing. He went to college. Everybody should have fell out on the aisle laughing at that point. What am I saying? Unsaved, you, whether you're a success story. Unsaved, if you consider yourself to be a success story. Or number two, a story of open failure. Pick one or the other. Unsaved, unsaved. You're being used. You're being used of the devil. You're not in control of yourself. You're just acting and reacting to whatever happens at the time. I'm trying to take this away from you to let you know because we're so, well, I went to college and I run a business and I I could do this and I have this much money in the bank. Look, I I appreciate all that. You ought to be tithing, by the way. And all I'm simply saying is that doesn't make you anybody. Go to Luke chapter number eight once again, please. We got to hurry. You guys are really slowing me down. Luke chapter number eight. Look at verse number 27. The, the devil, these demons are in this and driving him to suicide, to kill himself. Have you noticed how many suicides are up in our nation now? A nation where if you work hard, you can have almost anything you wanted why are people so depressed? Yeah, preacher, why is that? They won't listen to truth. They're buying into every lie and misguiding thing they possibly can, and they can't figure out why it's not working, and they won't go to church, not a not a decent church. They want to go someplace where we can, we can really, I mean, God, I felt God in that place. Yeah, I felt God in that place. No, you didn't feel God in that place. You felt yourself in that place, and it reminded you of your old days, and that's what you liked about it. Church? Church? It's for preaching and teaching and helping God's people learn about God so we can live for God, so we can witness for God, so we can influence people for God. It's not so you can come here and feel real good about yourself, but I feel real good about myself. Luke chapter number 8, verse 27. And when he went forth to the land, this is Jesus, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils, long time, wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried and fell, and uh, cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, "What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God?" He knew exactly who he was. knew exactly who he was. I beseech thee, torment me not. So, unsaved person. You think you, well, let's see, I'll examine and it'll make up my mind. You're being used. You're being used. Now, I hate to to downplay your education, but education doesn't make you anybody. Education is simply a tool for you to use for other people and the cause of Christ. It's not the Lord, you know how many degrees I got. Uh, No, but you're getting ready to tell me. Go ahead. If it's not truth. It doesn't mean anything. Number two, look at verse number 32. You there? Look at verse 32. And there was a great herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Uh, You ready? You ready for this? You sure? Okay, here it is. Ready? Ready? Lost person you really believe that you're in control? You do. That's why you keep trying to handle everything. You think you are making decisions to get pukey drunk, get strung out on pills, pharmaceuticals, illegal drugs. You think you're making decisions to pierce your body, to run around half naked. All the. By the way, when you mow your grass, how come you've got to wear short shorts or something that looks like pair of underwear? And you guys have played basketball with short shorts on. You actually think that helps you to skyway up there? You got a half inch vertical it's so all you got. Them shorts aren't helping you a bit. Strung out on drugs, piercing your body, half naked, rebelling against truth. You're violent. You think that's you doing all of this? You really believe you are somebody special, don't you? I'm talking to, if you're in here this morning in law, you really think, you're actually trying to match which with me this morning. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, because that's what lost people do. If I'm not going to do truth, i got to argue in my mind, your truth versus what I think is truth. You think you're somebody special. You really believe you're somebody special, don't you? You think you got it all together, running around with hardly any clothes on, running around the dens and caves of the earth where dead people are. Those are bars and gambling joints. That's where dead people go. No Christian should be in a place like that. Losing money, relative, relationship with your wife and kids are all up in the air. You snarl and tear at people when they try to help you. Some people have tried to help you, but you run them off. Ah, you just don't understand. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it sounds like it. sounds like you really know you got all under control. Some have tried to force you to behave, but you just broke free. Because you know what they're doing? They're trying to chain you down. They're trying to make you do something you really don't want to do. You really think you're somebody special. The sad part about all of this, you really believe all of this is your choosing. The fact is, you're simply being used and kept from the truth by the devil. And he is driving you to hell as fast as he can. Perhaps you've, you're one of those people who think thinking certain ways just really makes you special. Well, I'm a vampire. Oh, you're special. I'll party in hell when I die. Ooh, you think you're somebody special. By the way, even the devil won't be there to party with you. I'm a devil worshiper. Oh, you think you're somebody special, don't you? I'm an atheist. Do you know, when I was in Vietnam, there were some of those there. One of the more scarier things that you'll probably ever run into is in the jungle, a night firefight will scare the spirit right out of you. It's amazing how many grown men you can get in a small hole. You can get three or four in a hole that big, that deep, crying out to God to not let him die. But not us. See, we're in America. We have a right to yell and scream and hate and do what we want. You think you're in control. You're not in control. Right. Not at all. Before you start thinking you're somebody really special, a special vessel, a chosen, I'm a leader of men. By the way, do, do you know? Do you know what happened? To these demons. Do you know what their second choice was? Anybody remember? You know what their second choice was when they said, okay, we can't go to him. Can we go to this crowd? They didn't say that. Well, can we can we go to that person? They didn't say that. You know what their second choice was? You ready? Those of you who really think you're something, those of you who think you're running your life, those of you who think you're better than everybody else because you're an independent thinker, their second choice, demon's second choice that was in this human being was a pig. Their second choice was a pig, a fat, sloppy Slop eating, stinky pig. We think we're something. We think we're something. Because, look, folks, you take a pig and bring him to church. You know something? We got a nice pig out back. I know what we Let's take him to church with us. Yeah, we'll make him a Christian. You will. Yeah, yeah, all you got to do is put a suit and tie on. That makes you a Christian. So, you say, Preacher, bring my pig. And I said, Okay, great. You put a tie on suit, like you got on. I didn't call you a pig. I said, you got a knife. I said, like you, you got, come on. Your wife, she she thought it was funny. Um, and so you bring him to church and he's, he's shaking paws with everybody, you know, and squealing around and having a good time. You know what's going to happen when you take him back home? He's going to do what his real nature is. You put him down, suit on or not, he's running right back to the slop because that's his nature. You know, preach, that didn't work very well. I got it. He needs to get baptized. That'll change him. I said, okay, if you think that'll work, we'll try it. Preacher, so you let me bring So you put his suit back on, clean him all up, put some smelling sauce on him. Boy, it smells nice, doesn't it? Mm, man. You get him back here. Brother Pledger's in there with waiters on. He grabs that pig. He grabs a pig. He tries to dunk him under. Bring you back, hey, hallelujah, another Baptist. Woo! yeah. You take him back home. You're so happy. You're so pleased he got baptized. You put him down. Guess where he's going? Right to the swamp. You know why? That's his nature. Do you know it would take a miracle to stop a pig from doing that? You ever wonder maybe why you keep doing, even though you say you got baptized, you went to the altar for prayer, you got baptized, and the first chance you got on the same night you said you got saved, you went to the bar? You were watching what? You're arguing that's true or that's not. You're still doing that? Can I ask you something? Uh, Sorry, can I ask you something? Are you just going back to what's naturally you? And you think you're in charge. You're not. It's a shame that these kinds of things happen to so many people. That's the devil's second show. Look at verse number 32. See what he said right there? Verse number 32. And he besought them, and they besought him that he would not not command them to go out into the deep. Verse 32. And there was a herd, a whole herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer, that he would allow them. Please allow us to go over there. They were they were begging, please, Jesus, don't, don't cast us into the deep. Again, I'm not sure why. But he said, let us go into this herd of swine. He said, okay, I'll allow it. Go. I think they thought they found a way to get around, like you do. You keep making excuses. Well, that might apply to him or her, but that doesn't apply to me. You still playing that game, aren't you? Well, what's wrong with a little sociable drinking? I don't know. Tell my dad that. Tell the guy under the viaduct that. What's wrong with having a little recreation on the weekend? Is that what we call it now? Smoking dope is recreation. Is that is that what we call it? Getting high on pharmaceuticals is that what we call it? Recre- taking the ed- is that what we call sin now? Taking the edge off. And you think you're in control? Number three. By the way, the devil's second choice. You said, "Preacher, you're awful mean, mud slopping, slop eating, stinky, fat pig." Next to you, that's where he wants to go. If he can't have a human, I'll take that. You said, "Preacher, you're not making me feel very good." That's my point. That's what I'm trying to do. Number three. Look at verse number 29. There's a greater than the devil though. Praise the Lord, amen. There is a greater than the devil. I I yell about Jesus, you get scared. Oh, oh. Oh, what's he yelling about? Jesus. Look, I don't mean to bore you. Savior, God incarnate, God on this earth. God come to save man. Don't amen, just sit there and stare. Your Savior, the one who died for you, whether you're saved or not, he died for you. That's the one I'm talking about. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If he's not in you, you have no power against the devil. None whatsoever. You think you're resisting, you're only doing what he's guided you to do. Thank God, the one using you and driving you and abusing you and destroying your life, the one who wants you to stay deceived until the day you die and go to hell is no match for our Savior. No match for our Savior. Amen. Many years this guy was like that. Jesus showed up and that's in that story. Right. You don't have to come to church for a year and a half to finally figure that one out. Right. You are no match for this world. You're flesh of the devil. Wow. No match at all. Right. You're coming face to face with the truth. I'm not asking you to bow before me. I'm not asking you to ask me forgiveness. Jesus is the one who died for you, not Pastor Bell. Amen. You need to go to him and realize you're not in charge of that. The devil's second choice to you is a pig. Yes. I don't feel very praised this morning. I'm trying to make you feel praised. It's not and worship. It's preaching service. Amen. Pastor, I don't know. You don't know my problem. You don't know my sin. I've been drunkard, ready? Long time. He'd been demon possessed a long time. You get it? You follow me? I've been a lesbian, a sodomite, transvestite, weirdo, for a long time. This man was demon possessed for a long time. Now everybody in here has a lesbian friend or a homosexual friend and they're real nice people. Folks, that has got a thing to do. It has to do with truth. If God says abomination in the sight of God. I don't care if it's your uncle. I don't care if it's your husband or wife. God says abomination in the sight of God. I don't care what our society likes or does not like. God's God said. God, God, are you listening to me? God said homosexuality, lesbianism, sodomite is an abomination in the sight of God. I wait to get. You need to quit shouting because I can't hear myself. I will wait for you to quit saying amen you yeah, amen to the truth I've let men have their way with me most of my life preacher I have a savior who's a man he'll love you right he'll love you right I've hurt and abused people severely preacher a lot oh what a savior oh, cried right up to this guy, and boy, they bowed down. Oh, we know who you are. Please, don't, don't don't make us hurt ahead of time, please. We know there's a time coming, but don't do that now, please. Send us over there. Okay, Jesus knew what was going to happen. Human beings walking around being used by the world, the flesh, and the devil, and we try to manage all of that. You're no match for any one of those. Those are our three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And you think your education is... It's going to help you get through that. Let's assume that you end up being okay. You're not saved. You're going to die and go to hell. And the devil's clapping. Yeah. Come on. One of my success stories. Greater's he. The, 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 there is a greater than the devil, and it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The devil or all the demons in hell are in, that, that, that exist are no match for him. Get this out of your head. They're not having this spiritual battle, and who knows if God or the devil's going to win. That is a lie. That's a Hollywood lie. That'll, that'll never happen. God is the almighty creator. The devil's just a created being. Very powerful. We're no match for him. But he and God are not fighting it out. Never going to happen. Not going to happen. The day that iniquity was found to him, God said, You're done. Get out of here. That happened in heaven. So that's not what's happening right now. Listen to me carefully. Don't let devils or unsaved men lie to you. It matters no longer. It does not matter how long you've had a vice. It doesn't matter how long you've been steeped in sin. It does not matter how long you're in this habit and actually think nobody can do it. Not true. People come to an altar and they play games with God. Well, God, if you'll do this, I'll try to give up that. You're not getting saved. You don't bargain with God. It's all Him or nothing. It's all Him or nothing. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. It all has to be that way. You throw it just like this guy did. Throw himself down at Jesus' feet. It's the only hope you've got. And the devil keep making you think things will get better. Hey, I got this job coming up. I got this break coming up. You still think you're in charge, don't you? You say I'm doing all right. What's the next two words for now? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, number one, lost person. The devil's using you. Number two, the devil's second choice to you is a pig. There's a greater than the devil. Number four, the the devil cannot hold you if you want to be set free to come to Jesus. See, we, we want to be set free from our problem, but we don't want Jesus. You'd be shocked at how many wives I have talked to that said, you know, my husband drinks and he runs around and he does this and he does that and I wish he would just settle down. And So one day, to her shock, he gets saved. Yeah. All he wants to do is hang around church. Guess what she does? She complains about it. Yeah. Yeah. All he ever does is hang around church. Pretty sure he's never home. What you want is a puppy dog. You want a little poodle. Set But I want you to set set. When you need to go potty, go outside and ask my permission. How come some of you men don't really get involved? I'm telling you, you'd be shocked at how many women don't want their husband on a bar store shooting up drugs down around the corner. I don't blame them, but they don't want them sold out for Jesus either. You forget who you belong to if you're saved. And ma'am, you need to just be quiet. I'm sorry. You just need to shut up. Let that man serve God. Every time you think about God, I'm just so thankful he's not there anymore. I'm thankful he's here in church serving you. That ought to be the rejoicing of your life. Go back to Luke chapter number uh, something here. Oh, yeah. Luke chapter number eight, verse number 27. Hurry, got to hurry. hurry. And when he went forth to land, he met him out of the city, a, a certain man which had devils long time, wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. When Jesus, when he saw Jesus, he cried, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? He knew exactly who he was. Most high knew exactly who he was. I beseech thee, torment me not. He cried out. If you're waiting for Jesus to grab you by the nap of the neck and force you to get saved, you're going to die and go to hell. You have a will. God gave it to you. It's called a brain. Now, the Bible also teaches in, in Romans, I think it's Romans, Yeah, Romans chapter 7, I think it is. It talks about how the flesh, there's a law of the flesh and it's sin. And that law of the flesh tries to capture your mind, your will, and bring it into subjection of your sinful flesh. Well, I know what I'm doing. I have a right to do this. That's your flesh trying to lead and guide you. And God said, no, no, I made a law. You have a will. You have a will. Stop it now. You have a will. I can't. Not true. You have a will. Anything God wants you to do that's right, you can do that because God gave you a will. And if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. You have the power even to shut your mouth. I just think I tell people what I believe. No, ma'am. Did I say that? Do you want to continue to run in the dens and It's not that easy to get out. You're lying to yourself. All they have to know is, this guy's really serious. You know why? Because light and darkness cannot dwell together. Every time they come around, instead of you trying to make excuses and logic, just talk to them about Jesus. They'll leave you like dropping a hot rock. See, you're not going about it right. I was one. I dealt drugs down on Ohio State campus. And everybody told me, Belle, you're going to get yourself in big trouble. Every time they saw me, it was like this. Are you still, you mean going to church? Yeah. Uh, real happy for you. <laughs> they were not happy for me. And then they'd leave. Nobody hung around. Right. I owed a lot of money to a lot of people. They have anything to do with me. You keep trying to run around with them and make them your friends. That guy, that, that guy or that girl that keeps saying, hey, you want to go out tonight? You want to go out and party a little bit? You want to run down to the bar? That's your friend. That's like somebody offering a cigarette. Here, you want some cancer? Here, take one. She's trying to be neighborly. Why is it neighbors go like this? Hey, you want a beer? Yeah. How come Christians go, you want Jesus? <laughs> you want a little Jesus? You want a beer? Hey, you want a cigarette? You want a seal? Want little paste between your cheek and gum? You ever think about a woman kissing a Take this to school, right? You can always tell because they get a big round thing on the back of their jeans, right? And they got a kiss. Give me a kiss, I'll go to bed. Well, that's his choice, really. That's okay with you. But you come to church and hear somebody like me go, I don't want to go back there anymore. Yeah. That guy really upsets me. Why do I upset you? You tell me anything I'm saying is not the truth. So truth upsets you. Hmm, That's weird. So you say, I want to stop preacher. I wish I could stop preacher. I wish I was not this way. I just can't break free. That is not true. This is where my testimony shines through and says, yes, you can. I'll just wait for all you sinners that are saved to say amen. I know you weren't that bad. I got it. Okay, you're a nice person. I wasn't. And I make no shit. I'm not bragging. God's grace, this fella here, come here. This is the way God intended for people, not this ugly, but God intended people to grow up. Good mom, good dad, raised in church, a Baptist church, learned what's true, met a good girl over here, got married, served the Lord. This is God's intention. This is what God designed. Most of us are not that. Most of us are like us. Okay, me. And no Christian background. Grew up in the street. I don't care if you like me or not. I just knock your stinking head off. How's that? Drugs. Gambling, drinking, fighting, prison, almost two times. I mean, close. To, had to kind of volunteer to go to Vietnam, that's so I got out of that one. When God saved me, it shows me the extent of God's grace. God wants this. This is the, God's design. Good mom, good dad, Christians, Christians serving the Lord, raise kids, they're serving the Lord. His brother serving the Lord up at first baptist hand. This is this was God's design. I'm not God's design. However, in case you think then there's no hope for me, the grace of God, when he reached down his hand for me, he had to reach way down for me. I was lost and undone without Christ son when he reached, he didn't reach in the gutter he reached way below the gutter and said George Bell I can save you Amen. and even that very night argument started right. yes. yeah but this and yell, yeah, but that and what about this and I can't that you can't but your savior can if you let him, this man was demon possessed for a long long time Jesus shows up and says, get out of him. I'm going to show you something real amazing here in just a second. Watch this. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't lie to yourself. You come to Jesus Christ, you can stop and set aside anything that God wants you to. And you can start, I don't have any friends in church. Make some friends in church. What do you want us to do? Buy your house? We do about it. We, we feed you. We, we invite you to our place. We, we have fellowships here. We, we want you to be around us all. What do you want? All it takes is a neighbor going, hey, you want a drink? Yeah, man, let's go. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Whosoever thirsts, let him come and take the water of life free. Come on, it's free, it's open to everybody. Come on, come on. Now, he it didn't say the church is, he didn't say being good. He didn't say turning over a new leaf. That leaf is dead on one side as other. other. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't have to stay a drunkard yep. uh, right. It's free. You want to be free? God make you free. You don't have to work in that strip joint. I used to have two women that came here. I one to Christ. And uh, they actually were dancers in churches. Now, our people didn't know that. They knew women had go ballistic. It's like, okay, only certain people could come in this church. You mean sinners like us? And they went back to it. Do you know why? They were single with children and said, preacher, it's really good money. When did sin and going against God make it right because it's good money? You skip church for money. You stay away from home for money. You say I'm too busy to read because I'm making money. My family's going to hell and my kids are going stupid because of money. I don't have time to do what God said I should do. You're too busy. You're busier than God ever intended. And the devil's just taking you straight on into hell. And you're lying it, thinking these are all your decisions and they're not. You really can leave that gang if you want to. You, look at me, young lady. You can drop that boy in a minute. Yes. Yes. But if they got you thinking, you can't. You can change that ungodly lust of homosexuality if you come to Christ. You cannot maintain and stay in that kind of lifestyle and be saved at the same time. It's impossible. But Jesus loves me, and I'm homosexual. Jesus does love you, and you're not saved. How's that? You say, well, I know somebody. No, you don't. You're just hearing what they have to say. You cannot do something abominable and be right with God at the same time. Some of you are getting a little antsy here, aren't you? You're squirming, looking for a song, something, right? Well, I wish my baby was here, so I start crying. You can change that ungodliness. You can rid yourself of the devil worship by coming to Christ. You can be free from depression and suicidal tendencies. Do you truly want, the question would be this, do you truly want to be set free? You don't, you just don't want the problem. You don't want to be set free to serve God. You just don't want those problems in your life. Having less problems does not mean you're saved. Finally, something going your way out in the world doesn't mean you're saved. Saved means saved. I know that's deep, but that's what it means. Saved means saved. Finally, let me close with this one. Go to Luke chapter 8, verse number 35. What can you look forward to? He said that's a good question, preacher. If I get saved, preacher, what can I look forward to? Luke 8, 35. Look at 35. And when they went out to see what had been done, these are all the village people, not the village people. Sorry, to remind you, some people you used to worship. <laughs> they came to Jesus and found a man out of whom the devils were departed. Now watch this. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Well, basically he's the same. He's just he's just no more devils. Oh, really? Is it, you think that's the way it works? I got saved and basically my life's the same. I'm just saved. Is that what you think happens? Watch what it says here. Found the man out of whom Jesus, uh, out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. I guess that'd be like church. How come you skip church every Sunday night? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You need to make money on Monday. That's right, I I forgot. And in his right mind, huh, he starts thinking, right? Look up here. You know what screwed you up in your head? Everything out there. This is what clears it all up. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus. That'd be in church. Jesus isn't upon this earth right now. Some of you act shocked, like, "Yes, he is." No, he's not. No, he's not. You're making stuff up. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. So the Father and Jesus are in heaven. The Holy Ghost of God's in your heart if you're saved. If you're not, He's not there whether you think you're speaking in tongues or healing or not. If he's not there, you're not saved. Without the spirit, you're none of it. I hate to quit quoting Bible, but it's the truth. Amen. You'll be found where Jesus is found. My brother, when he won me to Christ, folks, you have to understand how ignorant and stupid I was about spiritual things. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know how to pray. You can't get saved unless you go to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. I haven't heard that before. What are you talking about? You mean I had to quote something like Catholic? Now lay me down to sleep. Head hurts, stomach hurts, can't focus. What are you talking about? That's funny, Wayne. You like that? I looked at my brother and said, "Bill, what do I do?" I didn't know what an altar was. He just stood up, and pointed. He never said a word. No explanation. No nothing. It's called conviction. I really didn't like what I was becoming. I didn't like treating people the way I did. I didn't like hurting people the way I did. I didn't like taking the things. I really—I couldn't stop myself. I couldn't change my. I was what I was, and so are you. So, Bill, what do I do? You know, hear my prayer? I love my prayer. Okay, so let me write this down. Ready? Here it is. Jesus, I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry. Please forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me. You say, what about Mother Mary? And what about, Mother Mary ain't got a thing to us of it. I didn't know to come in the name of the Father and Jesus. I didn't know that. That's why the Bible says in Romans, With the heart man believeth unto Christ. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You don't need some ritual. You don't need to memorize a bunch of scripture. God made it so simple. A child can be saved. Come on, adults. You can be saved. Use the will of God he gave you. Apply the truth and say, if God's lying, nobody stands a chance anyway. You might as well come to Christ. What do you got to lose? Sin, self, world. Guess what you got to gain? Everything everything. Look at me. A drug addict preaching the Bible. You didn't know that, did you? Preaching the Bible. Who would have ever thunk it? Me. Not good English. Look at what I'm doing. Look what God has allowed me to do. A guy like me. Seriously? Unbelievable. This guy, demon possessed, sometime Right after that, Jesus, I'm gonna go with you. If you're traveling and preaching, can I go with you? Read the story. Jesus said, no. He wasn't being mean. He only said, this part baffles me too. He says, go back to your town and witness to your friends. This guy had friends, I guess, or that people around him needed what he had to say. You get saved. How come you're not talking to anybody on your job? How come you're not talking to any of your family members of the real change that's in you? Amen. You don't want to put them on the spot? What kind of spot you think they're going to be on when they die and go to hell? Yeah. And you knew better. What do you think is going to happen then? You have to understand something here. You'll have the power and the understanding. Ready? To learn how to dress properly. Amen. To dress yourself and how to dress your mind. You'll learn that. Every every word that came out of my mouth when I first got saved was cussing. That's all it was. That's all I did. I was talking to Giovanni the other day. I wouldn't cuss at Dad. I just talked to him. And I told him, I said, you know, when I first got saved, or before I got saved, I didn't even realize it. I'd be in a Burger King or whatever, and there I am with my shorts and sandals on, blowing smoke all everybody, cussing out loud, saying what I want to say, fighting anytime I wanted to. I never even thought about those kids. Never thought about that moment. Now here's what you're saying. I'm not that way. You're a sinner. You're as bad off. You weren't as bad as I was, but you're as bad off. You still dying, going to hell. You can't get any worse bad off than that. I didn't really. I think about that now, and it just riles me when I hear people say stuff like that around our people, and I go like this. Oh man, won't you just shut up? That was me. Oh, you got saved, but you're basically the same. You're a liar. You're lying to yourself. You don't believe God has any more power than to save you, and basically you're the same. You went from being a child of the devil to a child of God, and basically there's no difference. Seriously, is that what you believe? You see, what will happen is joy will replace your sadness. Hope will replace your depression. Laughter and right words will replace your cussing and your vulgar speech. Peace will replace anxiety. Obedience with willingness will replace rebellion. Gentleness will replace violence. Heaven will replace hell. Eternal life will replace eternal damnation. And you can just keep the noise down. I can't hear myself shout. I can't believe how God's people no longer amen. We don't get excited about anything. Oh, yeah, I guess that's the truth. Brother, I don't want to get over it. I don't want to get over it. Why do I want to get over it? All of this and much, much more. Man, how could you not want this? Because you still want. That's the fight that's going on in your mind and heart right now. The night I got saved, I'd lost everything. I mean, I could go into detail and you think, man, I'd lost. It. I had no friends living with my mommy, bumming cigarettes off of her, no car, no job, no girlfriend, no nothing. And when my brother asked me, he said, Won't you go to church with me? Same argument. You hold up the same argument. I said, Bill, leave me alone. I got things going on kind of a lie is that? Your empty life and when somebody, has it going? Great. Why do you keep lying? It's getting worse all the time. And after you hear this, it's going to get worse if you don't get better. It will. I'm just telling you. Mark it down. Definite change. I, uh, I, I don't say this to embarrass anybody, especially this girl. I, I have no idea where she's at or I don't, by the way, I don't go on social media and look up old friends. Mike does it for me. Now, anyway, <coughs> the night I got saved, I, I mean, I was, it was, I, I couldn't figure it out. I was changing so fast, I couldn't believe it. When you go from an absolutely, absolutely, absolutely no light dark room and someone turns on a floodlight, you going to tell me nothing really happened? I started to walk out of church that just country church, a handful of people there. Saturday night, devil's night. That's what he's called, devil's night, you know. And I walked out, and I just, my face all swollen up. You know, I get all blotchy when they uh, call Baptist crying, right? And I had to snob around down there, you know. I'm walking out like this. Man, I felt terrible. I didn't know what to do. Big old fat evangelist. He just was. He's a big fat evangelist. His name was Bruce Daniels, if you happen to know him. Great guy. He was preaching that night. I wasn't afraid of hell. To me, hell was a cuss word. I should have been terrified, but I wasn't. Right. That's what the world does to you. Right. I'd have anybody in heaven. I know by there. People I ran with, they don't go there. But when he said, God knows everything you People don't know hardly anything, and they hate me. How could he love me and know everything I've done? Yeah. We were going home that night. Bruce Daniel said, "What happened to you, boy?" Well, first of all, people didn't call me that. Pride. And I looked at him. He said, "What happened to you?" I didn't know what to tell him. If you said, "Did you get redeemed?" I had never heard that word before. I, I, did you did you ask Jesus? And I, I, what are you talking about? Till he finally said this: Did you ask Jesus to forgive you? That I knew I did. Yeah. You don't need to know a lot of Bible to get right with God. Yeah. He stuck out his hand. He said, "Come here." Brought me over to actually bumped me off his belly. <laughs> and he said, uh, "What's your name?" I told him. He said, "I'll write to you," and he did. Wrote me a letter. Glad you got saved. Scribble, you know how preachers do. Glad you got. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming it was from Bruce Daniels. Looked like. My brother went that night. My brother took me to church. He loved me. And he said, um, you want to stop and get ice cream? He was buying, so I said, yeah. That's always good, right? So we're standing at the Dairy Queen there in Hilliard. I'm, I'm standing beside my brother. I, I don't stand this way. I always stand this way. Got me in a lot of fights. Said, Who do you think you are? Don't do that to me. So I, I'm standing there this way because I'm just crushed. This new life is starting up. Inside, and I I can't, I, don't, I can't figure it out. My eyes are all blotchy and I got dried snot run down my face. I'm all leaned over like this and I'm standing, my brother's standing here and there's somebody in front of him and I'm standing there and I see, it's a woman, and I see her turn, her feet and, oh, excuse me, and I looked up. You listen to me, Christian. You listen to me well. It was a girl that I had met in high school. I should not have dated her. She went to First Baptist Church. She was their piano player. She fell in love supposed to do. But anyway, (laughs) that was funny. And she looked at me and she said, something happened to you. I didn't know what to tell her. I just looked at her. She said, I'm here with my fiance. Call me when you get home. what kind of relationship is that? So I said, okay. I just happen to remember her number still. From the time that we no longer were hanging around was high school that time, I almost was in two really bad automobile accidents. I was in Vietnam. I was at demolitions. I was in a lot of bad areas. And then I finally came back, almost went to prison, and then I got saved. I called her on the phone. Now, you listen to me, you that will not talk to anybody about Jesus Christ. Right out of the world, didn't know anything about the Bible, nothing about Christianity, nothing about church. I called her on the phone. She said, something happened. I so, said, well yeah, they, they gave this th- invitation. I went to this thing up front and asked Jesus to oh, oh, oh I'm so happy for you. Oh I knew something happened. While she's carrying on, this cross this my this thought crossed my mind. You know what it was? I said, Can I ask you a question? Anything? <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. Why didn't you ever tell me? Oh, you love your husband too much to talk to him about Jesus, do you? Oh, you love that friend of yours too much to tell him you got saved. Oh, really? Do you know I could have died and went to hell because she cared too much to talk to me? What kind of Christianity you got? And listen to me, trying to reason with you. Understand, you call that your friend, you say you love that person and you don't tell him about Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? She got real quiet. she didn't know what to say. She never said anything. To this day, I don't think she said anything. But man, I'm glad I'm saved. That's dancing in the spirit for those of you that are charismatic people. That's why I sing. I sing because there is an empty grave. I sing because there is a power to save. I sing. Because his grace is real to me. Take a mirror. You can sing that. Our quartet sang that song. That's a good song right there. Can I sing? Why do you still sing what you used to sing? Why do you still go where you used to go? Why do you still talk the way you used to talk? Why do you still dress the way you used to dress? And then you're telling people who got saved and Jesus makes a difference. Seriously? I'll tell you what makes a difference. This man's life. Did you see that? Did you read that story? This guy got saved and said, you know, Jesus, I'm going to sit at your feet. I'm going to learn from you. Can I go with you? Jesus said, no, you stay here and witness to your friends. They need you and I'm leaving. When Jesus went away, he said, you go into all the world and preach the gospel. You go do that. That's your job. You need to tell people about Jesus Christ. I thought, okay, what I'll do. That's what I'll do. And that's what I've been trying to do all these 50 some years. By the way, yesterday was my anniversary. Think 50, 50, 50, how many years? 51? Wow, longer than I thought. It's no wonder I'm worn out. 51 years. I got saved when I was uh, just barely into 20. My birthday's March the 7th. Should have wrote that down. It's very important. I got saved in April, March, April, the 15th on a Saturday night. I was barely 20 years old, i got to say. And you in more sin and destruction than most men do in a lifetime. And look at me now. Hey, look at me now. Okay, you stay seated. Don't get excited. Nothing really happened to you. Well, something happened to me. Something happened to me. Something I keep trying to tell people about all of my life, I still can't figure it out, why God would even pay attention to somebody like me. You keep thinking God should have chosen you. No, he didn't. He chose you because you could not help yourself and it was his love that came after you and not you that went after him. Oh, what a savior. Are you saved? If it really depended upon proof, proof you got? Well, I said, no, I didn't ask you what you said. Prove it. Why would anybody believe you're really saved? I'm a good person. Oh, please, come on, you're not going to pull that on me, are you? I wasn't, you are. What does that mean? The devil's second choice. she something, huh? If he couldn't indwell you, he'd go to his next choice, a pig. Totally unnecessary. You got a savior who gave his life for you and it can change that fast. Let's pray. Father, thank you.